All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. Uh, this is our first episode of the Shark Bite. I'm uh, Giannis, or Jaws, as I like to be known, and with me is my beloved cousin, Denver. How y'all doing, everybody? Hey, all right, welcome to the podcast. So, um, to start things off, I figured we would just introduce ourselves and uh, our favorite movies off the bat. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm going to say my favorite movies are Beetlejuice, The Thing, and The Fly. Yeah, all classic. Yeah, um, there's you know you got like two great horror movies in there. You got some Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> some Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and just I love something about Beetlejuice uh, always spoke to me ever since I was a kid. And yeah, as this podcast goes on, I'm probably gonna end up talking about that movie a lot. Right. And I'm thinking around Halloween, I'll do like an extra special episode on it. Yeah, I remember uh, even when we were hanging out as kids, Beetlejuice was always real special for you, and you know it's. Uh, it's an interesting movie, you know, it's a different take on the afterlife and what would you do if you had a choice to haunt somewhere and, and uh, you know, if your house was being taken away from you by those people. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, seeking help from the wrong people, really. Yeah, that's true. It's like it's like a movie about a, an undead con man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a weird Very concept. Interesting. Oh, what about your favorite movies? Uh, so I got uh, Fear and Loathing, uh, New Hope. And Insidious, which is actually a newer one, but uh, for horror, you know, I've always been a huge horror fan. But Insidious, uh, I've, my favorite type of horror has always been a haunting or a possession or some kind of ethereal being coming through and, and trying to get through to our our world. And uh, I think Insidious is just, uh, you know, the best kind of uh, encapsulation of that, and just. Uh, it's really effective too you know I, i'm not the biggest fan of jump scares mm-hmm. i love you know feeling creepy like a more of a get out kind of a horror movie yeah but it did resonate with me in in a lot of the the things that i just look for horror really really well yeah uh, the that's the um lipstick demon right yeah the red face demon yeah yeah i think well, i thought that was like a code name for me or something yeah I've, yeah there's a bunch but um, um and then you got that song that you introduced me to through the movie yeah uh, what's his name? Tiny... Tiny Tim, yeah. Tiptoe Through the Tulips. I uh, love that song. It's my ringtone right now. Anybody listening, <laughs> I really recommend you look it up. I'm not guaranteeing that you will enjoy it, <laughs> but it is it is good for a laugh. It is some great stuff. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. And uh, you put um, Star Wars A New Hope on there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was thinking Empire, I was thinking Return, but, you know, um, A New Hope just started me down that path of star wars and mm-hmm. that's always been classic like i've loved it more than indiana jones more than ghostbusters more than any other kind of bunch of movies i can think of and you know uh i've always been a real villain lover and, oh. and vader is just as good as it gets oh my god like one of the greatest villains of all time yeah, like, uh, yeah. easily yeah yeah how do you beat that right. and I, I think it's neat that you put like a lot of people empire is their favorite yeah now for me if i was like I don't know why, but like Return of the Jedi is right. more of my jam. Yeah, I think I I think it's more of a nostalgia thing though, like mm. what I grew up with, because I recognize Empire as being a better quality film. Yeah, but I'm more on on Jedi. Just it's got Jabba the Hutt in it and stuff, and which is really cool. But Star Wars: The New Hope was the one that started it all. Yeah, yeah. It's got all the pieces that that made it happen in the first place, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, Return has. Uh, it's hard to like Return for me just because I'm a huge Boba fan, and they just 
nerfed him in a you know in a second. He was just bye bye Boba. Yeah, it's almost it's almost comical. Yeah, how there's this like the fandom for Boba Fett. Yeah, doesn't make sense when you compare it to what he does in the films. Mm. Just because he doesn't do much, he's like yeah. he, he he gets Han Solo and Empire, <laughs> yeah. and and then like the next time you see him. A blind Han Solo takes him out. <laughs> How many times does he shoot his gun in both movies? Oh, like, I think once is it like accident in route yeah. to, after um he trips and drops his rifle <laughs> and it fires and it's something. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. And then uh, what was the fear and loathing? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you know there was a period of my life where I was smoking a lot of weed, and mm. that that drug of choice was just it fit really well with my lifestyle. And before that, though, I I didn't have anything to... It, uh, there was that area in my life, and I didn't know what should fill it. And that was the first movie where watching it made me feel like I was on drugs. Yeah, it's a really like, psychedelic it, experience. Really, really strange. And I just thought, you know, the humor was fantastic, and uh, and it was so absurd, but so amazing at the same time, and and so obtuse, and... Yeah, to this day, I just love it, and I can always watch it, and I'm quoting it all the time, and, you know, we're somewhere around Barstow, around the edge of the desert mm. and stuff. I could go on that whole first chapter of the book, like, almost off memory even now, so it's 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 just golden. Uh, you know what? I uh, I didn't I didn't think we were going to get to this so soon in the podcast, but right. I'm already calling you out. You what? Because not, not, not recently, but a couple months ago, I asked if you wanted to watch Fear and Loathing. Oh, okay. And you did back to, you were like, oh man, I've seen it so much. <laughs> yeah. I need a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. I don't know, even some, every, every once in a while you do overwatch a film and then you need uh, some time off. Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp, uh, some trivia, when he was prepping yeah. for, for that role... Um, he was staying at Hunter's house. Right. And what happened? Um, so he was staying at Hunter's house and he was sleeping in the basement. Yeah. And like just sleeping by these barrels and smoking and stuff like that. And and just doing drugs with Hunter and and getting into the zone. And only later did Hunter reveal, he's like, oh yeah, be careful. You're sleeping next to, uh, gunpowder barrels. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's where Johnny Depp was. Johnny Depp could have died then during yeah. that experience. He could have blown himself up. Oh, that, fuck. That would have been bad. Yeah. I love a lot of stuff he does, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're getting diminishing returns on Johnny Depp, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, big Pirates fan, obviously, too. But same thing, diminishing returns. Yeah, it was like his first appearance as Jack Sparrow was, like, captivating his sin. Yeah. Like, it was a great yeah. movie. I know it's a blockbuster, but it's it's a good movie. Like I like yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, like I want to say, even maybe seventy percent of every girl I've ever talked to has said Chocolat is the best movie ever. Or oh, I forgot about that back yeah. when he was doing the when he was doing less characters and doing more like proper roles sometimes. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was a good one for him. I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. Well, we came here today with uh, two trailers. Right. Uh, freshly watched. Uh, you know, we got we're getting ready for some some releases. We've got the new uh, new Star Wars trailer. Yep. just dropped recently, and uh, the Joker trailer came out a while ago, and we figured uh, we'll we'll talk about it. All right. Uh, so let's uh, yeah. So Star Wars, everyone's excited. We got Episode Nine coming in. Yeah. JJ Abrams is taking up the helm again. And I think a lot of people are excited for that. 
the end of an era again yeah (laughs) yeah um i have to say like i am excited that jj abrams is taking over again because personally like just just my opinion i liked the force awakens yeah and i didn't like the last jedi yeah i can see that i'm not gonna throw myself in with the other like there's a lot there is a group of like diehard fans who went rabbit o- over the last Jedi, and I don't. I'm not that kind of. I'm not emotional over it. Right. I just. I would say, it is not as good as the other ones, or I. J- I just personally didn't is enjoy it. Right. Was that the narrative? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it was mostly the narrative and stuff. It wasn't the tone or anything. Like it was still very Star Warsy. Yeah. I just didn't like where they took it this time. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I. So now that JJ is doing it again, I feel like okay, we're gonna get that same force awakens magic yeah yeah it's just i feel like you know a lot of people have said this but i just feel with the second one they just kind of they just nerfed the bad guy Mm -hmm. who you thought was going to be the major villainies i I had to rewatch that scene like three or four times before i went you're talking snoke right yeah snoke i i I had no idea where they were going to go from there and then he just kind of you know then the movie gets handed back to jj and he's like uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) what do they call it um they said Ryan Johnson was just all about subverting expe- expectations. Right. And um, it's like, why would you... I understand that like in, in some cases, subverting expectations would be an interesting thing. Right. But why? I don't think it works as a follow-up to the J.J. Abrams mystery box style. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't go... The, 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 the expression is you set him up and then you knock him down. Yeah. J.J. Abrams set up a lot of stuff. He's like, here you go. Here's the pitch. And then Ryan Johnson kind of like, you know what they're not expecting? Yeah. Steer Reich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, 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 don't. <laughs> or you know what they're not expecting? Bunt. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Get it, Give us a home run. Knock the ball out of the park. Yeah, that actually reminds me of one of the things I want to talk about that uh, John Boyega, the uh, guy who plays Finn, right? He yeah. uh, was saying that he was really upset at Ryan for uh, not um, continuing on with the hinted kind of storyline that he was force sensitive. That oh, yeah? he might have been a Jedi. Because he picked up the lightsaber at the end of the yeah, Force yeah. Awakens. And he was able to use it without doing anything, right? Without mm-hmm. any quote unquote training. But then they just made him kind of the blunt of a bunch of jokes and put him in a leaking. Uh, you know, suit and stuff, and yeah, uh, the plastic bag. Yeah, it was too like the jokes didn't land as well. Yeah, and his whole thing in the you know they wanted to show the you know, I guess because in the Star Wars movies they've showed a lot of squalor and a lot of the low end, so they wanted to show the high high class aliens mm-hmm. and people and stuff, and that's one way to do it. It's just that storyline didn't seem to have a purpose other than to you know show some kids that were. You know, being kept as slaves or whatever, and then they're the beginning of the new Rebel Alliance kind of thing, where you know the she gives the kid the ring and she, the kid opens it and it's like, oh yeah, we're secret rebels, and you're gonna be the first kid. Oh, and I the the kid also was standing there with the a broomstick at the end too, That's and so right. people have talked about that that was hinting kind of like a um. A second rise of the Jedi or whatever. New generation yeah. of them, yeah. And yeah. also, I've also heard hints that it was uh, kind of a tip-off to the Star Wars kid. You remember? Oh, yeah. Back that that old yes, chestnut. I remember that meme. <laughs> it became a meme, yeah. yeah. It's just a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, one of the things I noticed in the um, in the trailer is one of the... the, the, the hard to know, or hard to miss? Yeah. The saga comes to an end. 
Right. So they're they're saying it outright. Yeah. In the trailer, like this is going to be the end of this storyline. I welcome it. I don't want this to be open ended. I don't want J.J. Yeah. Abrams to pull some Lost stuff on us. And okay, I know Lost did end conclusively for most people, but like you know the general this idea like I don't want it to leave any ideas hanging. Yeah. I don't. I want it just to end nice and you know like a song. I hit it. Hit that end major chord and just come back to the first and who yeah they're already you know possibly bringing back palpatine so. oh you went right back right to the end of the trailer yeah <laughs> sorry but yeah. no way that's that's like i i was gonna bring it up yeah i am not excited about the ideas like n- no one stays dead or what's the line like yeah not, no, no one's one truly ever gone. gone or something yeah yeah no one's truly gone and then <laughs> <laughs> i don't want that <laughs> Yeah, let's bring th- back Java too, and I don't know somebody else. A red letter media did a great uh, bit on it. They just did a whole video where it's like no one ever truly dies, yeah, and just like you know doing the the um their uh, what's his name Plinkett voice, right, and then just doing like montage after montage of all the characters <laughs> of in Star Wars that could be coming back from the dead. Yeah, just like please no, like <laughs> it's like comic books, yeah. you know, where like the idea is like no one no one dies, you know. Yeah, there's no stake. It was like Thor's died, Captain America's died, you know, Punisher, I'm sure like everybody almost has died at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Spider Man got killed by Thanos at one point, so you know, there's there's lots, lots of stuff. Yeah. What else you got? Um, yeah, so um the another thing I noticed in the trailer is that the uh, the whole team is back. You know, the second movie split everybody up, did the oh. multiple multiple storylines, you know. Finn's back, Poe's back, Ray's back just everybody together again and they added the new droid too which is you know adorable you know c3po's mm. got his r2d2 now i guess uh bb8 is a yeah. guy that's cool and and um i'm happy for that i'd it's neat that you picked up on that because like yeah they had a lot of good chemistry yeah. a lot of people even talked about the um the bromance between um poe and finn yeah yeah and some people wanted them to even push it like to be romantic and that that's fine. Like it's it, an option, I guess. Yeah, it's an option. Like it's whatever. Um, but even just as a bromance, like yeah, they you kind of missed out on some good opportunities in in Last Jedi. So yeah, bring back the gang and get everyone yeah. together. That was wasn't that the best part about the original Star Wars is when like Luke, Han, and Leia were together. Yeah, exactly. All in the Falcon, you know, zipping around. Yeah. Because they're so much, you know, stronger together, obviously. And it's so much more interesting, you know, when something happens, you get to see how they all react. Mm-hmm. They're not on different planets reacting to different things. It's all the same thing. So one guy will make a quip, and the other guy's like, oh, man, why'd you do that? And, you know, mm-hmm. you get to see how the characters are supposed to be built and designed specifically for that kind of stuff. Now, all those actors, uh, they got um, they got good chemistry with each other. Yeah. So I'm yeah. excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one thing that I was really appealing me, uh, appealing to me with the new stuff is you know I was really worried about casting mm-hmm. when episode four, six, seven, when seven came out, I went okay, well there's no way to beat you know Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and, and uh, Harrison Ford and stuff. It's just yeah. not possible. But it is interesting. Yeah. I do like it. And mm-hmm. as a new generation of people that are raised on that as their Star Wars, it's not something that I would scoff at you know yeah i'd be happy for them well i mean considering all the ca- types of casting that we've been through yeah like this isn't the first time that we've seen star wars kind of like 
recast in a sense like right. remember the prequels you know oh, i try not to but yeah <laughs> well see the, okay we had to introduce all these new characters and yeah. then and then cast young versions of people like obi-wan kenobi and yes yeah so, so like it did a lot of people didn't like hayden christensen as anakin right. but um ewan mcgregor was amazing yes, as obi-wan yes. kenobi you know so that was sort of like their hits and misses but this one i mean really like Aside from maybe like what's her, the Laura Dern from Last Jedi with the purple hair, right? right. Um, other than that, I would say most of the casting is spot on. Yeah, like yeah. I, but I would just say, like, not Laura Dern's not a bad actor. I think maybe it's, maybe that's just more of a character problem. Yeah, I don't know if you know anybody would have done anything different. I th- yeah, it's definitely a character problem. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna take that back. It's not a Laura Dern problem. She's no, she's no. a fine actress. I mean, Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, you got us. I um, you got some notes there, buddy. Give us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the other thing that I was con- uh, concerned about was that uh, at the end you get to see the broken Death Star. So that's probably the second one. I'm thinking. Yeah. So I've heard. You know, I, I am a bit of a Star Wars lore kind of nerd, and I've heard a lot of stuff about Sith being able to bind their souls to. Uh, objects like holocrons or or necklaces or whatever right yeah and so i'm thinking that there's two possibilities that either it could have bound the his spirit to his Mm -hmm. chair or something in the second death star yeah or to vader's helmet Uh, yeah that's another theory that i've heard from from other stuff and so i'm thinking you know where did it crash it was on uh forest moon of endor was just outside right yeah. So did it? It doesn't look like a forest moon. Obviously, there's water. There's all this mm. stuff going on. So I'm thinking it might actually maybe have crashed on Endor the planet. I don't know how far away that is yeah. from the moon exactly, but unless there's like a there, unless there's parts of Endor that have big water bodies that we haven't yeah. seen before. Yeah. Just you know, I guess the whole thing with the original Star Wars is one planet, one to like terrain That's for the whole thing. Yeah. So that seems a little odd. So I guess yeah, they could it could still be the forest moon and there's just yeah, there's water. There's got to be water if there's bloody trees. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so I'm I'm thinking it could be something like that where if they're going more lore you know, wise then it could be that he's bound his soul to something. Yeah. And that's how he's going to come back. I've also heard theories that uh um like anakin that ray was created from the force yeah and that's why she doesn't have any parents i've heard that too and so that they think that sidious before his death at some point created her so that he could have a vessel to come back into that's an interesting thing what do you think about the idea of clones oh well yeah sidious had a clone in uh in clone uh clone wars or whatever well this are we talking we're talking like out Outside, I know outside of the, like what what used to be canon and now isn't because of the right. because of the the reboots. Um, they used to clone stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah I yeah. think there was a there was an Emperor clone at one point. Right. There was a Luke clone. Yo, you yeah. remember like Evil Luke, which was he just had an extra U in his name. He was oh. Luke. <laughs> I'm, I'm not messing with you. I'm super serious. Oh Jesus! I know. Uh, um, yeah, so they could be a clone of the Emperor. Um, yeah, and then like. I think what they did in the old, yeah, in the old books, they cloned the emperor, and then right. his his original spirit mm. went into the clone's body. Hmm. So it was like the emperor, more or less, just in a, in a new form. Right, right. That's possible. 
anything's possible. That's the problem. Now that they've thrown all the old canon out the out the yeah. window, which sucks because there's so much material I know, there. So many novels read. I know. So many comics just gone. I think we're all in agreement. Admiral Thrawn, we'd like him back, yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, there's definitely a lot of characters like uh, Mara Jade. I'd yeah. love if they had a Mara Jade. You know, there's a lot of but that's, you know, I mean that would have been perfect actually. You know, with 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 Luke being older and he could have even just mentioned her. They could have had a flashback. They could have done something mm-hmm. in that time gap. You know, she could have maybe, you know, even if they didn't want to go exactly with the lore, she could have helped him start the Jedi Academy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, they could have had the thing where she tries to assassinate him and then he turns her good or something, right? And then they fall in love. I forget yeah. that whole storyline. Your but. your memory on this is so much better. <laughs> hey, Lando's back. Yeah, yeah, Lando, yeah. He uh, he looks like he's still, you know, kicking. <laughs> know. <laughs> just, he's a little older. He's a little yeah, older. It just, it's kind of sad because it just reminds you, you know, how much time has passed. It really does. It's not right after. Yeah. It's, you know... When I was a kid, I really wanted more of the movies, and then I got the prequels, and then I went, okay, okay, stop, stop, yeah, <laughs> stop. Whatever you're doing to my childhood, stop. Yeah, and it's not like um, Harrison Ford, we where we we've watched Harrison age over the years, yeah. so we knew what he was going to look like coming yeah. into it. Yeah. But our we haven't really been watching Billy D. Williams. No. Um, full name <laughs> William December Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great name. Yeah. Uh, what else you got there, Punk? Billy D. Bill. Um, yeah, and then the last thing I want to talk about is just the... Uh, I, I've also heard that um, they didn't want to digitally put in Carrie Fisher. Yeah. So what they did is they had all this extra footage from the second movie mm-hmm. and all these extra scenes, and what they did is they cut around it mm-hmm. in a, such a way that they were able to use those scenes with her in it in the third movie and just have reasons for her doing this and doing that and the other thing. Yeah. So it was her legitimate performance being in Star Wars as her mm-hmm. last movie which is is pretty uh poignant and and you know meaningful. Yeah, I mean like God yeah, God rest her soul. Yeah. Now, like Carrie Fisher's done so much. Um yeah, uh I, I did find it it'll be good to see like some like a real nice closure with her character too because yeah. I thought things were handled awkwardly in the last Jedi. Yeah. The whole like her going into that coma for a bit and stuff. I was like, I yeah. don't know what's going on and how it serves <laughs> the character at all. Yeah, yeah. I did enjoy, though, that they, they finally, finally hinted that she's Force-sensitive. I know. We've been waiting for that for so long. Like, she alludes to it in uh, Return yeah. of the Jedi? It's like, yeah, just show us, like, just show us that she can do it. Yeah, since, uh, you know, that boy is her last hope, it's like, no, there is another. Yeah. It's like, come on! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see it. You know, she could have helped him with the school. Again, same kind of marriage aid thing. She could have yeah. helped him with that. You know, she could have... Maybe she has been secretly using it the whole time to keep the Rebels one step ahead of the... Uh, what is the new name? The Galactic... What are the... Oh, gosh. That's the New Order. The New the Order. New, yeah. Well, the New Order of the... Um, yeah, that, the that, evil guys. Yeah, keeping, them yeah. Ahead, keeping the Resistance one step ahead mm-hmm. of the New Order, right? And so... But, yeah, just... I wasn't expecting her to wield a lightsaber. I just wanted something. And yeah. we got it. Yeah, like, it's it's surprising that you would have thought, even for, like, J.J. Abrams going into the, the new series, like, why wouldn't you think in their history that Luke would have tried to train Leia a little bit? Yeah. Just yeah. being like, hey, like, because that was the big epiphany at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're brother and sister, and you can use the Force too, because yeah. it's inherited. 
let's go out and, and that's how do he that. told her that he was related to her he says my father has it i, I have it. it and my sister has it like come on yeah <laughs> you don't like have a lead in line like that and then just don't go anywhere with it yeah and she's like i always knew yeah it's like did you always know leia <laughs> did, you, did you know on hoth yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> so yeah carrie fisher this would be good to see her again um and i i'm always curious about how they like they do that kind of creative editing and stuff yeah. like that yeah i think that's a real good way to have her kind of go out is just have it be her legitimate performance don't have her voice on a on a digital you know oh, puppet no more grand moff targets oh jeez yeah like grand, oh jeez eh? he was just unsettling <laughs> just like just enough where you're just like Ooh, yeah even the young Carrie Fisher in what it was Rogue One, right? Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. And she turns around and yeah. you're just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, that's not a real person's face. Yeah. Oh man, they. It's not perfected yet. It's. It was like um like a like a wax figure come to life when she. Yeah. Are we? I don't know. Like what they need to do to get that to work because it's always gonna look a little wet. Mm-hmm. It's gonna always look a little you know rubbery. I don't know how to skin is so hard like it's so luminescent and hard mm. to get the lighting off of it correctly and stuff and you know mm. I, I i pray for all those designers when they try to do that because it's it's one of the hardest things you can do yeah well cool that was the star wars trailer i mean we actually didn't talk about much of what was in the trailer just our speculations yeah, on star wars right. um but i mean like if you've seen the trailer you know they're on a desert planet there's some cool tie fighter stuff going on we're gonna see some cool lightsaber battles, right? And uh, Kylo, Kylo Ren's helmet gets repaired. Who knows what that means? This is gonna be an exciting movie, right? Right. All right, the Joker film though. Yeah. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, I'm impressed. Casting, so good. The trailer looked good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what what to say about it? It's just, I mean, at a glance, it it's Taxi Driver meets a clown. Oh yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I could see that. It's just when I I read I heard this on like another podcast. Just guys talking about like it could be maybe this is just gonna be like one of the stories about a guy pushed to the limits in society and then yeah. he cracks and this is the thing, and that's that's a fine story to tell. Yeah, you know they're dealing with like real issues and mm-hmm. stuff, and you know how they they said that the uh, Christian Bale Batman's they're always trying to make it realistic. Mm-hmm. So this is another level of that realism. I and, mean, like they failed in a lot of ways in the Batman. We're just, well, we could just get that out of the way, but. I appreciate that you do recognize that. <laughs> a lot of people talk about the Nolan movies being so grounded. Yeah. And the Nolan movies are the most grounded superhero movies we've ever seen. Right. But they're not... They're, like, I mean, you can only get so grounded when you're talking... When your movie is about a man who dresses a bat. Yeah. yeah. But but this Joker movie, yeah. it's taking it even closer to the ground. Yeah, this feels like it could happen. You exactly. Know? All yeah. you need to do is give a lunatic some grease paint. And yeah, it's like, it looks like it's, it could be happening. Yeah, and it's, you know, the whole thing with Gotham before Batman was there is that it was just deteriorating into this this ridiculous um, kind of thing that where crime was just able to turn and not, not just in, you know, run rampant, but just turn into uh, just fester in this way that it became almost sick and became a parody of itself where it was just getting mm-hmm. so brutal. And yeah. I think that was part of the re- thing he was trying to talk about is is that he's like, is it everyone just getting crazier? Like, what is going on with this city? And yeah. it feels like he even has an attachment to the city and he's trying to save it and trying to wake up the people mm-hmm. 
through shock. Are we talking about the the Joker here? Yeah, the Joker. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. yeah. So this it's a neat idea. He's almost like, even though he's like a villain himself, yeah, it's like he's acting like an antihero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, getting the people to rise up and like, there's some interesting stuff. It looks like Thomas Wayne is in the movie. Yeah, the Waynes. Yeah. Yeah, and like he's like one of the main targets of this. It's really interesting. Yeah, and he's. Uh... One scene that was part that was kind of unsettling is when he sticks his fingers in Bruce's mouth. I was just going to say that there's nothing more unsettling <laughs> than watching someone stick their fingers into somebody else's mouth, yeah, yeah. and a kid's mouth nonetheless. Yeah. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I mean, like uh, you could obviously tell what I, how I feel about dentists. Like, <laughs> I don't like doing that to myself unless I've just washed my hands. It's like I know what I, I've been on the TTC. <laughs> yeah, I'm not putting my hands anywhere near my face. Okay, let alone in somebody else's mouth. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. So, um, <laughs> De Niro's in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. Um, do you know? Uh, there's a kind of a reference there to King of Comedy. Okay. Uh, it's an old De Niro movie right. where. He's like a comedian who kidnaps um, like a talk show host and like okay. forces him to like watch his show or something. Right. It's a really yeah. I haven't seen that. There's sort of like parallels to this kind of too. Just like the idea of like a um, a comedian who has mental issues and right and then right. goes over the. Edge. I haven't seen King of Comedy either. I just know about it. Okay. Yeah, and it looks interesting. I'd like to watch it. So uh, it looks like they're going to use that as his uh, his kind of platform to launch his Joker persona. It looks like yeah, like yeah. you saw De Niro. De Niro in this movie is like running a show of some kind. Yeah. And the Joker makes an appearance on it. Yeah. Whether but, that's intentional or not, or. Oh, do you know what that reminds me of? Yeah. Didn't. No, maybe I'm misremembering it. Uh, I thought that there were some scenes of the Joker being on television in, um, in the comic, uh, The Dark Knight Returns. Right. Does he ever? Frank Miller. Yeah, is he ever in a talk show on that? I know there's a lot of talk show material in the comic. I just can't remember if Joker's in any of them. Oh, it's been a while since I read that. Um, I couldn't tell you. Okay. Well, there's also Arkham Arkham uh, Asylum is renamed yeah. Arkham State yeah, Hospital. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like maybe in the you know the future movies, if they're gonna progress with it, that it, it's gonna devolve into an asylum, maybe. Yeah. Or this is like a. It's like a. You know, same poop, different pile kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same family kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like that they're at least calling it Arkham. Like, it's nice to yeah. see familiar comic book references yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Because if this is going to be completely devoid of all references to stuff, yeah, it would be weird. Like, I think there was a little worry before of whether or not, like, the Wayne's family, the Wayne were going to be in it. Right. You know, and now that we know, now that it seems like they are in it, yeah. it does tell us that, yes, this isn't like a, this isn't just some random guy named the joker this is the batman's joker yeah exactly and you know they there are shows like gotham that can kind of take the batman stuff and just screw up the whole timeline and make characters do different things and you Mm -hmm. know just kind of really mess it up and it still works like i i love gotham yeah but you know i'm still a batman comic fan so that's it's hard to say it's hard hard to balance the both i just like to think of it as an elseworld story yeah i get that but it's kind know, of like watching the X-Men movies too. You're yeah. like, well, it's so removed, but they're they have their own charm. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, like I'm not a fan of Gotham, but I can see like it's fun to see all the characters come together. Yeah, but I think something that Gotham, a problem Gotham has, 
that this movie might have is the age of the Joker. Right. Because, Way older than Batman. Yeah, because in uh, it almost makes you think of like the the Keaton Batman one, the first yeah. Batman 89 or whatever, where like it's Jack Nicholson playing the Joker, and Jack Nicholson is already like, I don't know, how, how old is he in 89? He's like in his yeah. 50s or 60s almost sure. by that point. Yeah, yeah and I, as a kid, I always found that like a little off. I was yeah. like, I was like, I love the Joker, but I'm like, why is he so old? <laughs> Yeah, he's supposed to be spry and, you know, capable. It's like how, you know, mm-hmm. how much does uh, Jack Nicholson hit that mark, really? Yeah. I mean, his Zane is excellent. Yeah, he's and got that, a presence up the wazoo. And his smile was basically built for his face. I know they did prosthetic and stuff, but it's still... Yeah. It, that was perfect, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it, Tim Burton just felt that that was kind of a... That was the way he wanted to portray the joker is just that creepy kind of mm-hmm. not you don't want to do like a kind of in your face kind of uh, jim carrey riddler yeah. kind of a joker where it's just like holy crap yeah it's true jack nicholson is is a good enough actor to know that restraint yeah and uh yeah i think walking phoenix is gonna do it well though like I, yeah he's yeah. he's got i think a lot more of what people are expecting from the, like a comic book style joker too right like his, his visually he looks right on point yeah oh but what do you think of the nose now? yeah i was just gonna mention actually uh I'm, first I'm joker okay with, with the it. nose yeah i'm okay with it well it's yeah it's, it's not a plastic attachment that honks it's just paint so yeah. you know i i like it it does the makeup is different and it fits yeah it, that's all that matters is like it was like you know what what's your gut reaction the minute you see it yeah exactly and, and when i saw it it didn't i didn't like i wasn't I wasn't like, oh, it just, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's different. And that's, that's so cool. Is it still like, there was still that like horror element to it. Like he still looks sinister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause the, the original, you know, Joker comic, he didn't have anything on his face except the, the lips. Oh, and really like the lips were sort of, in some versions, those are just, that's the color of his lips were blood red. Exactly. Yeah. So he didn't have anything on his face in some, it's just, he's, he's. He's yeah, the, uh, been chemically burned right. to be pale, and his lips are red, and his that hair's w- green, and yeah. his eyes are green, and yeah, which also makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, chemicals don't do that to you, really. No, I yeah, um, yeah. So it's you know he's going more the traditional clown route because there's mm. also shots in the trailer where he looks like he's in some kind of clown college or something, or, yeah, or clown he's, school. He's working for uh for like a, a yeah you can see he's working for the store that's yeah. like everything must go sign and he's spinning it and advertising yeah. for them and you know when he puts the fingers in his own mouth and he's sitting at that desk and he's doing his makeup oh, and stuff right. there's other look- clowns around him he is in a clown college yeah, yeah. Good, good eye that's right and uh so you know that's would imply that he would have the traditional makeup with the diamonds on his eyes and mm-hmm. or you know however he wants to play that and the, the big mouth makeup and mm-hmm. You know, it's it doesn't have to be this big metamorphosis through some kind of exposure. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, the exposure is literally the, the people of Gotham. It's, yeah, the the metaphor has changed. Yeah. Uh, before, yeah. Before actually, I, w- I just wanted to uh, say real quick because like we talked about that, like I talked about that gut reaction. Right. It's like makes me think of Jared Leto. Yeah. Just like because I remember the minute I saw that one, my gut reaction was that I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah yeah i just i gotta be fair right like i i know what i like when i see it you know and and everyone's like some things can grow on you yeah but jared leto didn't so you know yeah the leading up to that movie i had decided i wasn't gonna like it 
and then I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, so you went in with such low expectations yeah. that you're like, oh, it's... It, it yeah. brought it back up to mediocre. That's good. Mediocre. Yeah. So, it's... Uh, yeah, I don't think I was a fan of the grill. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the fan of the ha-ha-ha tattoos. Damaged on the forehead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, you know, it's a new thing. It's like a punk mm-hmm. joker thing. But, you know, if he was... If he just had different makeup and he did the, you know, it's like... Uh, this is gonna hurt a lot line or whatever mm-hmm. you know that's still a cool thing to say it just it coming from him with that face it just it 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 hurt it, <laughs> it threw hurt, a lot off yeah, right it hurt yeah the just... whole experience so uh do you have any other notes on the uh, on the trailers um yeah no i i'm just happy that they're doing a different type of superhero story because mm-hmm. you know i've i haven't watched new mutants i don't know if it's if it's out yet but you know it's kind of a horror superhero movie yeah it sort of it seems like they've shown some trailers I think. Yeah, yeah some trailers and, and I, i'm a big aria fan like aria stark she's forever, in that, eh? so yeah she's uh she's in it yeah and they're, they're that that movie's been in like production hell yeah for a long time it? yeah because they've been they've released trailers and stuff for a long time, but like uh, when's the release date on it? I gotta look yeah. it up, you know. And I'm a big Stranger Things fan, obviously too, and uh, you know that guy's in it as well. But um, yeah, no, I'm just happy that they're telling a different type of story with superhero. That it's you know more gritty, it's realistic, it's you know real issues, and it's guy being pushed to the limits, kind of, and mm-hmm. that literally can happen to someone. And you know, he ha- he's writing in his book. He says. Uh, when you know I, i'm i'm obviously gonna be misquoting but he says the the hardest part of of uh of having a mental disability is having to act like you don't yeah yeah uh, it's, yeah it's gonna be interesting yeah the this idea that yeah what pushes a man now to go crazy is yeah. society and in this i mean like i hate to get political and stuff like that but like it's it feels relevant i think to a lot of people yeah yeah you know people i think feel like they're being pushed to the limits yeah in whichever direction you want to say like from whatever side yeah and it's just you know it, like there's a there's a tension in the air some in some places oh you go. yeah we got donald trump man yeah we're gonna see some real jokers <laughs> <laughs> all right cool uh do you have anything else you want to say on the joker um no i think that's it yeah. all right uh, denver thank you for uh coming here today absolutely man and talking about movies uh this has been a lot of fun yeah um, yeah, we're uh, we'll be back with more shenanigans. Uh, Avengers Endgame is going to come out yes, soon. Yes, we're going to see that. That's, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. If it's, I, <laughs> I don't see how that's going to fail us. <laughs> Let's just set my expectations way too high. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, really looking forward to uh, Speedo Man as well. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. I do my shtick. Josh. Josh. Joe Spiderman. Yeah. Spiderman. <laughs> Joe Spiderman here. Yeah. And oh. I'm, I'm a big Mysterio fan from the comics, too, so I can't wait for that as well. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. 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 Good casting. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. See you later. <laughs>